don't you wish that God would have wrote a rule somewhere, somewhere that said, once you've had a battle and you won it, you, didn't, you don't have to have any more. <laughs> would you like that? I wish, you know, if they would asked me to write the Bible, I think I'd have stuck a few things like that in there. And the Lord says, no. He said, uh, they'll assemble. He said, uh, the blacksmith is still going to make a weapon. Now, notice he gets very graphic in this passage this time. He says, I want, I want you to look at this passage. He actually gets very, very descriptive this time. He says, they're going to assemble, but not because of me. When the enemy comes, don't think I'm the one creating that. He said, whoever assembles against you shall fall for your sake. Behold, now look at this. Now he gets very personal with the enemy. I created the blacksmith. Okay, so get this. Every, every time the devil attacks you, he uses people to form the weapon. That's the blacksmith. He uses people. What does a blacksmith make? Swords, spears, axes. He's creating the weapons of battle. But the Lord said, listen, you, I, you, you, you got to understand this. I'm your God. I, didn't I can't just run the devil off, which I can do, but I can control the blacksmith. He said, I'll make, the, I'll make it so the blacksmith can't even build a fire. Look at that next verse. Behold, I created the blacksmith who blows on the coals of fire. The Lord said, I'll just put out his fire. Anybody ready for, the, for God to just put out the devil's fire? You've been building this fire to try to burn the house down, and I'm just going to put out your fire. God says, I made the blacksmith who blows on the coal, who brings forth the instrument of his work, and then he gets personal with the devil. And I created the spoiler to destroy. He said, not only did I create the blacksmith, God said, I'll deal with the blacksmith. I'll deal with the weapon he made. But now that I'll deal with the demon that got in the blacksmith to make the to make the blacksmith do what he did. I'll deal with the demon that caused all of this to happen. The Lord said, because I'm with you. Now, we're still in the valley. We haven't even made it to Mount Zion yet. Listen to this treasure in the valley. The Lord said, because I'm with you in this fight, because I'm with you in this battle, he said, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. It may get formed, but it will not prosper. Every tongue that rises against you and in judgment, you will condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. The Lord says, I'm going to invite your enemies to the table, and they're going to have to watch you get blessed. They're going to have to watch you get anointed. They're going to have to watch goodness and mercy follow you around all the days of your life because God is your defender. Because you stay in the kingdom, all he said you have to do is stay in the house of the Lord forever. That's a pretty simple instruction to follow. God said, because you are in the kingdom, I will be your defender. The worst mistake your enemy ever made was thinking you are fighting by yourself. The worst mistake he ever made, because when you are with God, you are not alone. Turn to, turn to somebody right now and say, you are not alone. When you are with God, you are not alone. God is with you, and the angels of the Lord are all around you. Okay, We've gotten through five chapters. You got one more in you? 
All right, we got through Psalm 22. We started out on Mount Calvary. We went to Psalm 23, the valley of the shadow of death, but we ended up in Psalm 24 on the top of Mount Zion, victorious with the Lord. Now we started again at Mount Calvary, Isaiah 53. We started at Mount Calvary, Isaiah 54. We had to walk onto a battlefield in a valley with an enemy, but now he brings us out into Isaiah 55. And when you get to Isaiah 55, the Lord says, I know you didn't understand it when you were going through it because my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, says the Lord. The Lord said, you don't know that I had to send you that teacher because of what you're going, what you're going to go through later, and you're going to be strong enough for that battle. You didn't understand at the time that you needed to walk through what you walked through because you're going to be the key to helping someone else get out of that prison of their mind. What you're healing, you're going to comfort with the comfort that you've been given. You're going to heal. I, I want to tell you, a lot, of, almost every faith healer I know has been healed of something. The gift was deposited in them when their body was supernaturally and miraculously healed. Oh, every faith healer that I've ever met has a story of them being healed. And can I tell you, some of you've got to get healed because there's people waiting on your healing that you don't even know about yet. You've got to get over it. You've got to move on because you are the key to somebody else's victory. You hold the key to unlocking somebody else's prison, but you're never going to unlock that prison until you get out of it yourself and you don't get it now. You've cried yourself to sleep so many times and you've lived under the burden of this oppression. But when you unlock that door and you set those people free for the first time in your life, you're going to say, God, it was a high price to pay for this oil. But I'm so glad that I've got it. I'm so glad that I can set the captives free now that you have freed me. God says, I, I know you don't get it. My thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. I understand that you're struggling with what you're going through now. I understand that you're struggling with, with the issues at hand, and it doesn't make sense. But look at the next part of that verse, verse 9. He says, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your thoughts, and my thoughts, uh, and my thoughts from your thoughts. But look at this. He doesn't stop there. But so shall my word. Okay, somebody needs to grab this one. This is for you. So shall my word that would go forth from my mouth. It shall not return void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing that I sent it. Okay, now you got to get this. I know we quote this verse a lot, and it's true. The Psalms also says this. So if you're quoting it to say, all the word of God will not return void, you're good, you're correct, you're theologically correct. But in this particular case, he's not talking about all the word, he's talking about a particular word. God is saying in verse 11, so shall my word that goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return to me void. When you look at the next verse, it has quotations around it, because they are quoting the word that came from God's mouth. Somebody needs to get this. Verse 12, this is your freedom ticket right here. God said, not me, not somebody else. God said, you shall go out with joy. You shall be led out with peace 
and the mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you and even the trees of the field are going to clap their hands. When God brings you through this, nobody's going to know how you made it. Nobody would have blamed you if you would have quit. Nobody would have blamed you if you were to just sit down and cried, but you didn't. You got up anyway and you kept on walking anyway. You walked your way right into a blessing. You walked your way right into an anointing. You walked your way right into a cup running over. You walked your way right into goodness, right into mercy. You walked your way right into no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And now the Lord says, I'm going to speak a word over you and it's going to come to pass. You shall go out with joy. Hallelujah. I want you to say that with me. You shall go out with joy. Shout it one more time. You shall go out with joy. Thank you so much for supporting our ministry. If this has blessed you, please say a prayer for us. And if you would like to give, we have four ways that you can do that. You can give online at briancutshaw.com or if you're a PayPal user, just PayPal us at Church Trainer. Or you can also give through the mail at P.O. Box 267, Georgetown, Tennessee, 37336. Or if you're a Venmo user, you can Venmo us also at Church Trainer. Thank you, and God bless you, and may the Lord multiply your seed. Now back to Hope in the Word. It's not over. Oh, no. The devil wants you to think he's one, but I'm here to tell you tonight, it's not over. God's plan is bigger. God's army is bigger. God's arm is bigger. God's resources are bigger. You stick with God and you shall go out with joy because we're not in a valley anymore and we're not at Calvary anymore. We are on Mount Zion. Listen to what he says, instead of. Anybody ready for an instead of blessing? Somebody say, instead of. God, I know I could have had it this way, but you decided on this instead. I know it looked like it was going to happen this way, but you turned it around. Now it's going to happen this way because you said it. I know, God, it looked like this should. Have you ever seen this before? It looked like that should have happened, but it didn't. It looks like it should have happened. But somewhere, God was pushing it back. Somewhere, God was turning the tide. Somewhere, God was waving his hand. Somewhere, God was sending in angels. Somewhere, God was orchestrating the fight. Somewhere, instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress tree. And instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. Yeah, I get it. It looks so bad. You thought the future was nothing but thorns. You thought the future was nothing but briars. But God said, he said, instead of that, you're going to get the cypress tree. I know you're not getting real excited about that cypress tree, but I haven't told you about it yet. You're thinking, well, yeah, thank God. I'm not going to get thorns. But a cypress tree, really? Is that going to be my, that's my, this is Mount Zion, the cypress tree and the myrtle tree, really? Okay, somebody get happy over a crepe myrtle you know it's like the myrtle tree and the cypress tree how am I supposed to get what kind of a promise is that God he said it shall be to the Lord for a name and an everlasting sign and it shall not be cut off hallelujah hallelujah he said you are going to get the cypress tree and the myrtle tree instead of the thorns and instead of the briars that the enemy was bringing against you what is the cypress tree well you we call it cypress now but in the Bible 
it was known by two other names. An ancient name was Gopherwood. And Gopherwood is what Noah built the ark out of. And then later on, it was called Acacia Wood. And Acacia is what Moses built the ark of the covenant out of. And God is saying, instead of thorns, you're going to get an ark. Instead of thorns, you're going to get a, you're going to be lifted above the storm. Instead of thorns, you're going to sail away from the, from the despair. Instead of thorns, you're going to go to the mercy seat and they're going to find help at the mercy seat. It's the acacia wood. It's the, it's the cypress. God said, instead of thorns, you're going to get the ark of the covenant. Instead of thorns, you're going to get the ark of safety. And then he said, not only that, you also, instead of briars, you're going to get the myrtle tree. Well, why is that a big deal? The myrtle tree is four of one of the four sacred trees of the Jewish tradition, and it is the tree that you make the crown out of. The Lord said, what you thought was going to be your demise will become your crown. What you thought, what the devil meant for harm, God is going to turn it for good. He's going to turn it around for you. Zechariah 1 says that angels dwell in the midst of the myrtle trees. That, so God says, instead of briars, you're going to get a crown. Instead of thorns, you're going to get mercy and the ark of the Lord. Can I give you good news tonight? You're on your way to Mount Zion. Just keep on walking. That's the good news. Send your feet all over the house. You're on your way to Mount Zion. Just keep on walking. All you have to do, come on up, guys. All you have to do is not give up. All you have to do is stay in the fight. There's anointing coming your way. Goodness coming your way blessing coming your way and the Lord said for me to tell you tonight you will go out with joy this program is brought to you by the partners of Brian Cutshaw and Church Trainer Ministries please help us pray that the Lord will continue to send us more partners so we can expand his kingdom around the world